from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. I'm Father Dan Donovan. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from Gary and Rita Sebine from Gainesville, Florida. This Mass is offered in loving remembrance of their father and mother, Walter and Peggy Sebine. For all the living and deceased members of the Sebine and Ward families, and for the intentions of their children and grandchildren. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. And with your spirit. Let us now acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Our thanks to Gary and Rita for making it possible for tens of thousands of the faithful across Canada, the USA, and around the world to begin a new week with this sacred celebration. Let us pray. Attend to the pleas of your people with heavenly care, O Lord, we pray that they may see what must be done and gain strength to do what they have seen. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. No distrust made Abraham waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Therefore, his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words, it was reckoned to him, were written not for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him, who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was handed over to death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Friend, who sent me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to the crowd, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Then Jesus told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build larger ones. There I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, drink, eat, be merry. But God said to him, You fool! This very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. The Gospel of the Lord. The theme that ties together the various elements in today's Gospel is greed. It's an attitude or approach to life which, when it enters the human heart, can easily take possession of it and become enormously destructive. It can, among other things, destroy a friendship or undermine a marriage or compromise one's health. It often leads to conflicts with others, especially those who might stand in the way of our achieving even greater wealth for ourselves. The incident that sets in motion the strong condemnation by Jesus of greed in today's gospel is in some ways an everyday event. A death has taken place in the family, and it's so often a dispute has arisen about how the estate should be divided. We're not told how much money or other possessions might be involved, but the rest of the reading suggests that greed has led to conflict and animosity between the brothers. Such an outcome is unfortunately common now as it was then. In many cases, fighting over one's inheritance ends up in siblings refusing even to talk to one another. In the incident reported in today's Gospel, one of the brothers has apparently refused to accept the laws of inheritance as they then existed and asked Jesus to intervene on his behalf. In response, Jesus could easily have played the role of a rabbi and applied to the issue what the Mosaic Law had to say about it. Instead, he declines the request of the man to intervene on his behalf, saying that he has not come to adjudicate issues like this one. Turning to the crowd, he warns them of the dangers of greed. Take care, he says. Be on your guard from every kind of greed. Greed, Jesus seems to be suggesting, 
can take a variety of forms. For some, it is money and the kind of things that money can buy. The greedy person never has enough. He's always on the lookout for how he might obtain even more. In almost every case, greed has to do with wanting and working for more, even though the person is in no sense in need of that more. Jesus offers us a fundamental principle when he says that one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. We clearly need a variety of things to survive and to care for our families. Things like food, clothing, and shelter. And in the world as it now exists, a great many other things, the absence of which can have disastrous effects for us individually, as well as for nations, peoples, and humanity. Many of us, urged on by the advertising world, become convinced that if we only could have more, more of this or of that, our lives would be so much better. Our culture tries to convince us that we need a great deal more than we do need, and that if we are unable to have it, we will somehow feel cheated and ill done by. If, as Jesus suggests, our life does not consist in accumulating more, then we might ask, of what does it consist? For many, the most important thing in life is their family and what we can do to help all its members to flourish. For others, it has to do with contributing to the well-being of others. The answer of Jesus is summed up in the twofold commandment of love of God and love of neighbor. The words that most speak to us at a funeral are those that tell us something about the kind of person deceased was. Words like kind, loving, compassionate, forgiving, merciful. We want to hear about the way the person treated members of their family, their friends, colleagues at work, and people in the broader community. After these general remarks about greed and its opposite, Jesus appeals to his favorite educational device, the parable. The one in today's reading is relatively short. It's about a landowner who, thanks to the extent of his holdings, the fertility of the soil, and the labor of his slaves or other workers, has become a wealthy man. challenge that he now faces is to find sufficient place to store his harvest. The story of the rich man and his plans for the future growth of his harvest has a paradoxical quality about it. Taken out of context, one might say that the man is acting in a perfectly rational way. He has the possibility of increasing his harvest if he finds adequate place to store it. What Jesus says of the man can be said of us. We are all going to die. And at some point and to some degree, it will undermine whatever projects we might have in mind for the coming years. It seems clear that Jesus here is going beyond the surface elements of the story 
with its concern for the harvest and the challenge of storing ever more grain than in the past to what the story reveals about the man. He's acting in a way that suggests that he does not believe that that is true of himself, that he will not somehow die, or that is so far in the future that he has no need to think about it. The man is described as rich. As the story unfolds, he reveals himself to be also arrogant. He's clearly pleased with himself and his success once he has stored his exceptional harvest in his new barns. He intends to relax and say to himself, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Eat, drink, and be merry. The fact that the man is so focused on himself, his wealth, and his pleasure suggests the moral failure that has undermined all that he has done. He is driven by greed. It is to this that Jesus points when he says that he has stored treasures for himself, but that he is not rich toward God. He might have become rich in that way by caring for his workers or paying them a just wage or distributing at least some of his profit with the poor. Such things, Jesus says, make us rich before God. Let us now in faith and trust present before God our needs. For all those in our daily TV Mass prayer intentions book, let us pray to the Lord. During this season of Thanksgiving, we thank God for all the blessings we have been given, and we ask for continued blessings for ourselves, our neighbors, and the world. Let us pray to the Lord. For an end of violence of all kinds, in our homes, on our streets, and throughout the world, let us pray to the Lord. For children, especially those who have been abandoned and who are suffering from hunger or malnutrition, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for our deceased relatives and friends and for those who have died this past night, that they will be brought to eternal life in God, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Gracious God, we ask you to hear and grant these prayers as well as the more personal ones that each one of us has in his or her own heart. All this we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. By the mingling of this water and wine, become partakers of our divinity, who became partaker of our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. 
fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become for us our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Wash me from my sins, cleanse me from my iniquity. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. May your people's oblation, O Lord, find favor with you, we pray, that it may restore them to holiness and obtain what they devoutly entreat. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For just as through your beloved Son you created the human race, so also through him, with great goodness, you formed it anew. And so it is right that all your creatures serve you, all the redeemed praise you, and all your saints with one heart bless you. Therefore, we too extol you with all the angels as in joyful celebration we acclaim. fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith.
Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Francis, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. The Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all anxiety, as we wait in joyful hope for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not upon our sins, but upon the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer one another a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Humbly we ask you, Almighty God, be graciously pleased to grant that those you renew with your sacraments may also serve with lives pleasing to you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. We gather